0: I'm Peter and I sometimes think white cats are talking to me He will always be alive inside of me It's Mike, how you doing Mike?
1: Mm, I am good Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the show that explores the Star Wars expanded universe Through an episode by episode deep dive into the animated series Star Wars Rebels
0: Awesome um, So we have no guests today So I say we just jump right in On this one, how do you feel about that, Mike? You ready? Yeah,
1: I like it. Let's go for it. Cool.
0: Season two, episode 11 Legacy. From IMDb, as the Empire attacks the rebels, Ezra's John to information about his parents and their fate. Hmm. So, we just a little bit of um, a reminder at the end of the last episode, Ezra ran his big mouth, and the Inquisitors recorded the fact that they were on Garel. So, that yeah. is where we start.
1: They are on well, Garel. And we find out right away that they sleep in their clothes with no blankets <laughs> and yeah. to me that is completely awful
0: that's really interesting we well we've talked about um we've talked about how it's fun that they have bunk beds um, um <laughs> here's another
1: they might as well just lie on the floor though like yeah like steel bunk beds they're in their clothes and they don't have blankets or pillows
0: are they wearing their shoes? Like, is that? I mean, Zach yeah, no, doesn't wear shoes. Clothes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's that's inappropriate.
1: So, I hate that. Um, the longest time I wanted to live on the ghost. But those <laughs> are the rules I don't want to.
0: I feel like it would be cold on the ghost, too. Just out in space on a spaceship. I'm sure yeah. that they have heaters, but it just feels like very metal and cold. I would want a blanket.
1: And I'm sure, like, their thing is, like, we'll we always have to be prepared because we have to get up. But I don't care. I think that's stupid. <laughs> I, I really don't like it. Yeah, it really, do. it really bugs me that they can't enjoy the small comforts of life.
0: Then again, I am kind of liking the idea of like everyone being asleep, and then all of a sudden they're ambushed, and like Cannon runs out in his underwear, and like Sabine's got like Cookie Monster pajamas on, and they're just like trying yeah, to fight. I think
1: that's, I think that's fine.
0: His, his, uh, Cannon. Just has like tidy whiteys and his lightsaber clipped to his tidy whiteies. I like that Um, here's another fun thing about their sleeping situation so in Zeb's bunk is a poster for Miss Thelin which was a beauty pageant available to be entered by any female of the rare Thelin species okay so we saw this poster a bunch in Clone Wars um, and I think it comes up one one or two more times in Rebels but it's kind of interesting that Zeb is a beauty pageant poster in his bed It'd be think, like if I, I have a
1: yeah, Miss America poster.
0: Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, that is odd. Um, but so they're in their They're sleeping in their clothes with their weird posters on their in their bunk beds. And Ezra has a little bit of a force vision of his parents in prison, a white loath cat and fighting Imperials with his lightsaber on yeah. the
1: planet Gro Yeah, there are five different there are five different segments to his vision that mm-hmm. we can touch on throughout the episode
0: yeah i i like this a lot um I, we've talked about the mysticism stuff I'm, I'm a sucker for it but this is really i love when this stuff feels like it's hitting its stride there's a lot of cool mysticky things yeah um uh, yeah
1: it's mm. cool i think the vision honestly is a little boring mm-hmm
0: yeah i just like and i don't know what
1: it's it's the most ordinary vision i've ever seen <laughs> i yeah. don't know it's
0: i feel like I this is know. i don't remember exact examples but i feel like this has happened to a bunch of rebels and I, I feel like it happens a lot of different places but i like having pieces of a vision and not knowing if that's reality if it's going to turn out how you think it's going to turn out like a lot of times we see this trope with like we'll see like this episode could have been like he sees the white loath cat and then he sees his parents and then he sees Ryder, and then like it turns out he like seeks out Ryder, and it's a trap you know um and so trying to to interpret dreams essentially i think is kind of a cool touch in a lot of fantasy stuff i like Mm. yeah i think it's cool yeah it's it's uh definitely a common theme at least yeah um, so Ezra falls out of his bunk and runs to mom and dad and says, I saw my parents, um, which prompts Hera and Kanan to reveal that they have a little bit more information about SIBO. If and you remember, real,
1: and they, the way they reveal it is it was a really tired line too. <laughs> uh, What's that? I think it's time to show him.
0: I think it's time to show him. Show me what?
1: Remember when Sibo told you he knew what happened to your parents? Yeah, but I didn't want to hear what he had to say, that I'd never see them again. Why? Do you know where they are? We know they were taken to an Imperial prison. One of a thousand. There's so many. Where do we start? Cebo didn't know exactly where they were, but he had fragments of information. <laughs> no one's ever said that about some, something or someone in front of that person. Yeah. Like if someone said that
0: in front of me, I, I don't know why. I feel like I'd be irked by that. That's how my parents revealed every Christmas. I think it's time to show them. I didn't know Christmas was happening. They would just wake me up and be like, I think it's time to show them. And then we'd walk and have presents. It was sweet. That's weird. Yeah, very weird. Uh, <laughs> so... If you remember, SIBO was a Rhodian who was friends with the Bridgers. He was supposed to take care of Ezra after the Bridgers were taken, but he got scared and was regretful, and Ezra was mad at him, so he didn't want to hear anything SIBO had to say. Turns out that Hera and Kanan got that information from SIBO. So the information is basically they were put in jail in an is imperial prison. Dead. Is SIBO dead? I don't remember.
1: Okay. I don't recall the fate of SIBO.
0: I think what happened was they gave SIBO a pair of old socks, which released him from his debt, and now he's living he is away. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Go back to that episode if you want that reference. Oh, uh, that's right. Cool. Yep. Um so we find out that they could be in any of one of a thousand imperial prisons and they don't know which one and but this was really sweet Hera and kanan called in every favor they had from every informant smuggler and pirate they knew they even asked senator organa and were unable to determine which prison his parents had been sent to
1: yeah and i thought this was a actually relatively um mature moment for ezra i feel like with in any other context of like you know, because I feel like the whole orphan motif is pretty common in mm-hmm. a lot of popular culture and storytelling. And they never, the orphan, <laughs> as it
0: were, <laughs> yeah.
1: never takes this news well. Like I think about Harry Potter and anytime information is withheld from him, mm-hmm. no matter where he is during his like growing up arc, he always is so upset that people with are withholding information. Totally. But Ezra is, and I'm glad they didn't do that with Ezra, because I think that's, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, like one-dimensional. I think it's just like mm-hmm. such a trope totally. now. So I'm glad that with Ezra, he hears this news and how hard they tried and thanks them rather than like berates them.
0: Absolutely. Which would have been totally in character for him previously. Yeah he's been pretty whiny and uh frustrating honestly immature i think there's a, in a lot of ways this episode marks a continual growth for him and an evolution which i think we'll touch on a couple a couple different times but i like there so this show's an evolution in Ezra personally and then also you know family has been a big theme in this show and especially this episode and i think this show's kind of an evolution of family where Ezra is you know, starting to grapple with idea the whole first season was him grappling with the idea of, "Can I have a family again? Can these people be my family? Now yeah. he seems to have accepted that, but what does it mean if this is maybe his only family? Uh, yeah, which I think is kind of an interesting evolution
1: yeah I, I do think like that's one of the most common themes in rebels is the family we choose.
0: Oh uh, yeah um, yeah so <clears throat> um. They are still stumped by this information, and we go, while they are trying to figure out what to do next, On but we go to the Star Destroyer Relentless above the planet Lothal. So Admiral Constantine, a.k.a. Captain Mustache, tells the Inquisitors, because um, the fifth brother and seventh sister have reported back that they know that the rebels are on Gorilla, and they say, you're wrong, you're a butt, blah, 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 blah. He's just being a jerk because he's a jerk. And Callus comes in dramatically and says that he independently verified the information from the Inquisitors. They are correct. And Captain Matt mustache can suck his butt. Yeah. And I think similarly to Ezra growing,
1: this is a growth moment for Callus as well. Mm. Or maybe not a growth, it's just an indicator of things to come because he says perhaps we can achieve together, which we have not been able to apart. Yeah, that's a good point and it's like so not an imperial sentiment very <laughs> rebel like yeah um, totally it's so i feel like if you go back and look at Callus's, you know row to defection this is to me like that is so not an imperial thing
0: yeah um, i didn't pick like, that up
1: yeah so but we'll talk
0: about it in a couple episodes but i mean this yep. and this plays back into after he has his ordeal with zeb on the moon outside of uh whatever the bug planet um yeah just the harbinger of you know yeah what, what's to come then he comes back from being stranded on this planet and basically captain mustache is like whatever don't care like it's just so indica- indicative of how siloed everyone is and there's no partnership there's no friendship there's nothing like binding them together other than their duty to the empire so it's yeah. a really good point point. I, I miss that i like that Um, so Callus orders them to take the fleet away from Lothal and send them to Garel so they can try to pick off the rebels that are there. Hmm. Meanwhile, back on Garel, Ezra is longingly looking at a picture and hologram of his parents in the turret when Hera calls him to the common room and when he shows up he finds Hera and Kanan with a list of names that are redacted on a holoprojector um this is a weird touch i think we've seen this picture a couple times and i never really pointed it out but it's really weird to me that the picture looks nothing like their actual reality Like, it's kind of like... Oh,
1: it's like cartoon version?
0: Yeah, so either A, something's weird with their cameras that it takes a picture but doesn't actually represent what their life looks like, or B, this isn't actually a picture. They went to like a carnival and had like caricatures painted of them. And that's the only thing he has of his parents is like something some dude on the boardwalk drew of them. Yeah,
1: it's like every camera has like a take on me lens (laughs) in their universe Yeah, that's always just capturing it like that.
0: Yeah. Um, Hera tells Ezra that the, this list is a list of prisoners involved with a breakout and the empire has deleted their names to keep it a secret. And Ezra is convinced that this has something to do with his parents. It's not a coincidence that the vision happened at the same time as this breakout, in an imperial prison. So Kanan suggests he uses an old Jedi technique. Yeah. Well, how is this an old Jedi I technique? Know. I was confused by this, dude. It seems like it's just a yada yada, because y- he's just like reach out with the force and listen yeah. to what it says. It's like, isn't that what they do with everything?
1: Yeah. Or, or I thought it was being specific to like, oh, when there's a list.
0: So <laughs> yeah. Legit. I was like, how is that a? Yeah, he's like, Master Yoda came up with this really handy trick for find. It's a search and find feature on Microsoft Word. Both the force. <laughs> so he basically reaches out. Kanan cautions them that what he might find may be good or bad which Big. I still yeah like what is that <laughs> like so they get the you wrong th- you name can say on that about the list anything. I know right that's yeah. just life Kanan deal with it um so he reaches out with the force and goes through this huge list of prisoners and while he does it he has another flash of another small vision where he sees his parents again a loath cat and a mysterious helmeted figure And Ezra points out Prisoner X-10 on the list, who has coincidentally, or not, been arrested on Lothal for treason. So, with this information, Ezra is convinced even more that they need to go to Lothal now, because his parents are involved with this breakout, and they need to find this Prisoner X-10. So... Yeah, which is a pretty cool name for a prisoner
1: yeah also like really convenient and they must not have many prisoners
0: i know right that was a big list maybe he was just like the 10th prisoner since they got that list okay um so kanan warns that the force visions can be easily misinterpreted and ezra says i don't care and at that point luckily sabine lets them know that the imperial fleet has left lothal so it's probably a good time to go back. So they're getting ready. She asks where the delinquents are. Which, like, speaking of family, where are the delinquents? And then it cuts to Zeb and Chopper. It's like, oh, sick burn. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah it makes sense for Chopper. Yeah, I know.
0: What's like, I know? What did what did Zeb do?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I, I, it would make sense. if It was Chopper and Ezra, but I don't know
0: why Zeb's on that list. I know, seriously. I and mean, then they're just like shopping. So like, how would you feel if like? Your mom yeah. sent you out to the grocery store, and then like behind your back, your siblings were like, uh freaking delinquents. Go buy our groceries, you delinquent.
1: Yeah, I don't think she knows what that word means.
0: <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, so, but while they're on their shopping trip, Zeb mentions that it's weird they haven't seen any stormtroopers, but that sets off alarm bells because Sabine knows that is a tactic. You pull away all your ground troops before a big assault.
1: Yeah. Which I like. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's cool, yeah. that, like that's like an added touch. Totally. Uh, yeah, I thought that was like, a clever line.
0: Yeah, and this this brought up something that was interesting. Um, on Rebels Recon, they said that this is the reason why later on you see the the rebels on deserted planets, basically. For all of their bases, Hoth and Yavin, etc. Um, first of all, it's harder for the Empire to find them. But secondly, they're afraid because they know if the Empire does find them, they're going to be brutal. And they're not going to care about killing civilians. So they can't hide out in a civilian population, even though it might be easier to blend in. They're mm. not going to risk the Empire basically raising an entire town like they did at Tarkin Town um, to get the rebels. So yeah, it's a little cool touch. Yeah, could could be like a fallout from the
1: whole Jetta too. Oh if yeah, that's Good the logic point. they're using. Like that's
0: yeah, yeah. Was this the timeline's always so confusing? This is pre Jetta. Yeah, this is pre Jetta. So, yeah, so, the, so the them hiding on
1: Lothal makes sense. Yep, definitely.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they order Zeb and Chopper to return immediately. It's like I'm not even done shopping. It's like I don't care. Get back. Um. And as they do, a fleet of star destroyers arrives above Garrel. Um F- Filled with half shields, yeah, so many half shields. Uh, they let one of them talk, which is nice. I feel yeah, like they like they don't bosses, let them talk yeah. that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also noticed like this is a, this is a really cool visual touch, and I feel like this is a new thing that they must have. I think they did it in Rogue One first, maybe, but having the. Star Destroyers in orbit and then also having these like spotlights there's two spotlights that come out of the bottom
1: I was wondering how many lumens those were
0: (laughs) I know they look really cool but like I'm also how are those actually useful is there someone looking out a window on a Star Destroyer with like binoculars being like wait I see something or it's just
1: or it's just like a mental kind of yeah it's just imposing
0: yeah (laughs) yeah um So, they run back to the ship, but they run into Callus and a bunch of stormtroopers. And Ezra and Kanan jump out to help help out their buds, but they are pinned down. So, what do we see? We see Ezra go Super Saiyan and turn into Dark Ezra.
1: And this is the first, at like 844, the clip of him running at the stormtroopers is the first segment from the vision we see oh uh, yeah a shot by shot like they they just use the same shot from the vision to ezra attacking
0: totally so in season one dark ezra was foreshadowed when he got really mad at the grand inquisitor and summoned that mama Freynock. Yeah, yeah was cool um which was cool um but he kind of passed out and was like oh what happened i don't know what happened this is the first time where he's like we don't have time for this and he just ignites his lightsaber and just like yeah kicks ass and then the inquisitors come up and instead of running instead of doing the smart thing he just charges at the inquisitors too luckily though kanan shoots the lock and separates him from engaging with the inquisitors yeah which is uh
1: quite a gamble but a good Mm -hmm. shot at first i thought he was gonna stun ezra (laughs) (laughs) that
0: would have been funny um and he kind of snaps at canon too i mean i don't think it was too bad but he's like Canon's basically trying to calm down like hey we gotta go we gotta like you don't like can't do that and he's like you don't know what this is like which is kind of messed up because he's basically like you don't have parents <laughs> like well he kind of doesn't got, it
1: was taken from his parents so young he doesn't know them right yeah so
0: i still feel like that's kind of messed up
1: <laughs> but yeah. But he doesn't um, know what it's like to lose somebody.
0: Yeah, he gets uh, he he catches his breath, calms himself down, gets a little more zen, and is able to kind of regroup, and they get back to the ghost. And so Sato orders the fleet to leave. They're retreating. As they do that, Captain Mustache orders his troops to target the rebel command ship with a tractor beam, and ends up snagging the Liberator. Which is Sato and Rex's corvette. It's the command corvette. And Kara <coughs> orders Kanan and Ezra to leave on the Phantom, but she turns back to rescue the command ship. Yeah. And
1: this is so interesting. Also, at uh, 11 we see the second clip of it from Ezra's vision of five, five TIE fighters departing the ship. so slowly as we move throughout the show each clip from his vision is
0: shown nice i like you Uh, keeping track of it i like that oh yeah oh yeah Uh, my note is we so at during the battle the liberator snagged and we see one of the tie fighters fly over and it shoots down one of the cruisers in the fleet so easily yeah i know super easy um which is weird but also they do like a, a zoom in on the guns of the <laughs> um of the tie fighter which are those like little tiny red dots on the bottom of the tie fighter which from now on i'm calling ship nips <laughs> <laughs> it's all i had Is just uh-huh. we we'd never i've seen those before but we've never really seen them like how they work it's weird that those are guns they're just like little tiny dots
1: I, th- I wonder if they were showing that as, like, a precursor to showing the tractor beam.
0: Yeah, I guess. Because
1: they made a point of, like, you know, the ghost having to knock the ship to hit him off. So they're like, oh, these things protrude.
0: Yeah, which, okay, so we're, we're, we're jumping get a little there. bit.
1: We're going to get there. Hold, yeah. hold on to it, because I got some stuff okay. in between.
0: All right, good. So, Kanan and Ezra jump in the phantom, and they're like, we gotta help out, and... Hera orders. him. He's like, you have your orders, get out of here. And Canon's like, you know what? She's been good taking care of stuff long before we were born by. And so he takes off, but yeah. it's also funny. She's that ca- also, she's a captain now. So gotta yeah, but it's interesting. Like, I like this touch actually that Hera tells Cannon and Ezra like follow my orders. And then she goes back to rescue Sato and Sato's like, you have your orders, get out of here. And she's like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Way to go, Hera. But actually I like that about Hera. Um, she can dish it but can't take it, I guess. Yeah. Um so what she does is they try to home in on the tractor beam with photon torpedoes, but they get distracted. So Hera does a little maneuver where she turns sideways and knocks the tractor beam satellite dish thing.
1: Yeah. Off. Just weird to me
0: yeah why don't people do that all the time first of all
1: i don't know yeah like it, you'd think it wouldn't be that hard like there sh- should be shields to block that yeah or i guess not maybe the shields only block energy but yeah
0: but i so the i do actually have a note about that is the tractor beam projectors are we've actually seen them on the devastator in a new hope in the very beginning the devastators the the Star Destroyer that pulls in Leia's ship, the Tantive Um, and that details on the bottom of the Devastator, but mm-hmm. then it kind of mysteriously disappears on other Star Destroyers. Um,
1: or so they do have of tractor
0: a, beams. Yeah. Well, we've maybe I don't know. I I'm guessing honestly they didn't really think about it much, and then as it went on, they were just like, wait, why can't they just shoot those if that's where the tractor beam comes out of? And yeah. Like, oh yeah, uh, take them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but That's whatever
0: fair. um this also i don't know if we've talked about this but because that ship's called the devastator i know this is like a hacky joke that people say all the time but like why does the empire name everything like monster trucks mm-hmm. and like how do you not know you're the bad guy when you're cruising around in the devastator
1: mm, i don't know man because if, it's like, even if i was even if like i had my own Rebellion, I'd be naming stuff like that. that
0: It be a blind spot. Like the Death Star? Like, yeah, I'm going to go take the Executioner over to Transport Bay Slaughterhouse and then I'm grabbing a shuttle over to the Death Star. I don't know, at least they're self-aware. At least (laughs) least it's not called like the
1: at least it's not called like the you know, make great
0: again. (laughs) At least they have self-awareness that they're it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Mm, political. Sorry. Mm, that's all right. Hashtag politics. Um, so, yeah. He's, she knocks the projector beam thing off and frees Sato and Rex, and they're able to get out of there. And then it lands on the real groany line where someone, some half shield, is talking to This mustache and says, like, Callus wants to know where the rebel ships are. And he goes, so do I. Why are you trying to something like a badass? You just got your ass kicked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if nothing, he refuses to lose
0: face. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so while that happens, phantom exits hyperspace above Lothal mm-hmm. and Kanan expresses relief at not seeing any D- star destroyers above the planet for a change, which is kind of nice actually. They've been through a lot. Yeah. Um, this is also going back to your note about maturity. I like this touch a lot. Where so Ezra basically takes a second before they embark on this and says, "Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it." And Kanan says that when he lost his master, he was alone and he didn't want Ezra to be, which is really sweet. You have to admit, it's good to see no star destroyers over Lothal for a change. Why so quiet? Thank you for everything you've done
1: for me. You're always there when I need you most. Hey, I know what it's like to lose someone close and not have anyone. When I lost my master, I was alone. Regardless of how this turns out, I didn't want you to be. Yeah. It's a a nice moment. Um, (sighs) Yeah. And as as they're approaching Ezra's house... Mm-hmm. I start, I'm feeling like there's a lot of parallels here to Luke. Um, yeah, there are. Like this last, well, I mean, so much of Ezra is a parallel to Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, but like his family house being burnt down, you know, <laughs> having this master who lost a master as well, mm-hmm. and harboring some kind of, you know, the dark past as well. There's, there's so much. I feel like that's building up in parallel yeah totally and Skywalkers.
0: yeah I, I have this later in my notes but honestly it's i mean they have the same birthday right like three days apart yeah uh, okay pretty much but aside from that too um the big part of star wars is luke coming to terms with what happened with his parents and how the truth changes them through the series and i feel like this is exactly what that starting point is um yeah because we'll see kind of Uh, They take a different direction with the parent storyline than a lot of other stories would do, which I like, but the through line of Ezra's parents, you know, resonate with him even up until the very last episode of Rebels, which I think is a really cool touch.
1: It's yeah. And it's interesting because like, I mean, like I said, the orphan thing is so common, right? You look at any Disney movie, pretty Mm -hmm. much every young character has been orphaned somehow or any you know, popular young, like a young adult book. It's like such, such a common thing. Totally. And where the room to play is in making these characters unique is how they connect with their, with their family and with their deceased parents. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting for Ezra that his parents were, are purely positive that he doesn't have to wrestle with too many ghosts from their past. Yeah. Or, who they are as opposed to Luke and Leia, whose parents obviously are, you know, <laughs> a, a source of conflict as yeah. a source of pride. I keep going back to Harry Potter because it's just, you know, one of the, f- the best examples, but Potter felt conflicted about his parents a little bit, right? His he always had this vision of them as this great positive force and then finding out that James was kind of a, a D bag a little bit. Yeah. Totally. Uh, you know humanized and made that a point of conflict but for Ezra it's so it's almost purely positive and even hearing at the end how they go down it it uh yeah i guess yeah, he's lucky and it's a a really positive spin on kind of a classic motif
0: yeah yeah luke and leia just have to grapple with the fact that one of their parents is like uh Evil a robot murderer. space Murder and the other one's Darth Vader
1: Yeah boom <laughs> I
0: don't get it but I love it <laughs> Just a bad dad joke um, So They as you mentioned They go to the Bridger family Home which has at this point been burned to the Ground um, by the Empire Ezra's upset he doesn't know where his parents could be If they're not here I mean where else Could they possibly go when they're on the run from a prison Break than their house
1: yeah, <laughs> um, why not they but, here? I've, and I've checked here before. Why aren't they here now?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, well,
1: um, I mean, it is a good starting point. He is right yeah, because if exactly. he thinks they broke out of prison, um. But so instead, he has to follow the white loath cat from his vision. Yep, right? yep. I love this chase scene. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you. Did you spot anyone, or think you spotted someone during this chase scene? No. At I'm gonna, at 1628, Minister Tua, or oh, Minister Tua lookalike, or Minister Tua sister <laughs> is in the background. It's someone, like, I wish you had this up so you could look at 1628, but I'm like, how is that? That has to be intentional. because that I is, do actually remember that person. It's, it looks so much like her. It's, <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Minister Cool. nice <laughs> uh,
0: um i did like um when the the chase scene kind of ends there's this scene where he chases the white loath cat into the street and then you just see a speeder go by and i was like oh my god that cat just got run over by a speeder <laughs> <laughs> it looked so much like that cat it was just roadkill um but another thing that i actually do like is so we see again ezra's connection to the loath cat um and you know we've seen him have connections to nature and different animals and things like that it's a talent um but something that's interesting from Pablo hidalgo was he says that ezra's connection doesn't stop at animals he's also extremely talented at connecting with people which was also once mentioned by kanan um and so because of this Pablo hidalgo says that might be one of the reasons why kanan and him ever even connected in the first place so I yeah, like that idea that he just is naturally extra talented in making connections. And so he's actually the key that started this whole thing instead of sure. I like
1: that. Yeah.
0: Um, so the cat didn't get run over. It's not loath roadkill. Um, and instead it jumps on the back of a speeder bike. But Ezra says, Kanan, I can trace it which was another silly line but i kind of liked how it was acted at least he's basically like you must be, you must be really powerful in the force if you can track a loath cat he's like what i put a tracker on it like he's just like come on dad kill the times yeah silly silly yeah moment. yeah um, but i'm not mad at it so they follow the tracker's signal to a spot in the wilderness which looks like every other spot in the wilderness yeah. in Lothal that they ever go to to do anything illegal. <laughs> but they find the Lothcat and the, the speeder bike. So immediately, though, Kanan and Ezra are forced to take cover when they're cornered by a helmeted figure who fires at them. A
1: Downton Abbey helmet-like <laughs> figure. <laughs> that helmet yeah. is so matronly.
0: <laughs> yeah um it reminds me of like handmaid's tale
1: yeah totally yeah
0: um so immediately well ezra recognizes the man as x10 the prisoner from his force vision who he picked out on that list and asks him to stand down he does that by saying he is the son of ephraim and mira bridger and he thinks that this man knows his parents <laughs> Ezra, no
1: my name is ezra ezra bridger I don't know you, but I think you might know my parents. Ephraim and Mira Bridger.
0: My name is Ryder Azadi. You're right. I know your parents. At this, the man removes the helmet and introduces himself as Ryder Azadi. And He, he looks confirms.
1: weird. Oh, really? His face looks weird to me.
0: Who does he look? He looks like... um.
1: I don't know. That was bugging me. though. He looks like someone whose nose is way too thin. There's a character actor,
0: and I'm trying to remember who
1: it is. Yeah, who he, he looks, looks just like... Someone like it's really bugging me.
0: I'm not even going to Google it, because I'm like, what am I going to Google? Character actor that looks like Ryder Azadi. Yeah. Tweet someone. us if you know. I don't know. His Also, speaking of his looks, we were watching the show, and my wife was like, huh, who's the hot daddy? What? <laughs> She was like, she was like, there are two hot daddies in this show Ryder and uh Rex. Are the oh. two hot daddies, wow, you <laughs> can't wait for you to have white hair. No, I'm halfway there. <laughs> um, so I like that, and I'm gonna start calling Ryder Hot Daddy Azadi. Hotty Azadi, oh, that's a good one. That'd be a good shirt, too. Um, his piercing blue eyes, which I appreciate. Yeah. Way too um. blue. <laughs> um, so he introduces himself as Writer Azadi, who used to be the governor of Lothal. So before Minister Tua, and, or no, well she wasn't the governor, was he?
1: No, Price was.
0: Yeah, Price was, but we haven't met Price yet. So oh, okay. before Price, then Azadi was the governor of Lothal, and then the Empire deposed him. Um for their reason was because they that he supported the bridger's illegal broadcasts so we've heard a little bit about this before but they basically had a pirate radio station where they spoke out against the empire and that's why they are in prison and that is why azadi was in prison as well yeah it makes sense yeah little easter egg i guess is originally his name was going to be vol freeless Vol freeless V-O-L is his first okay. name Then F-R-E-I-L-U-S
1: Free is us
0: Oh my god Free oh, That's stupid Well I'm glad they didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> And he's voiced it by Clancy Brown Who also voiced Savage Opress In the Clone Wars Oh cool yep. A terrific Clone Wars character Yep Um So they go to Ryder's tent and Ryder says, this is crazy. I was gonna find you, but you found me first. Um, And I don't know how he knows this, but I think he maybe is making a little more sense of his force visions. He doesn't need any hints. He just says, I wanna know what happened to my parents. They're dead, aren't they? And Ryder confirms it. Please tell me what happened. Even imprisoned, your parents would stand up for those who couldn't, especially after they heard your message. Yes, that message, that message of rebellion you beamed out somehow made its way into the deepest dark of Imperial prisons. They were inspired by it. They rallied others to rise up and break out. Dozens of us rebels, sympathizers are free thanks to them. So he explains that they were separated during the escape and the bridgers refused to leave the prison until everyone else had escaped and they didn't make it you know i wonder i wonder if he's telling the truth there yeah well what what part are you skeptical of i'm curious no
1: i'm not i'm not i'm not actually skeptical i think it's just fun to think about i mean it all comes down to <laughs> whether we think he's a reliable narrator at this point yeah. when he's telling us how he's telling a young kid how his parents died yeah he's not going to be like oh yeah they they were starved to death in prison. He seemed like they were, you know, he's, he's writing a letter to a, a cadet's parent right now. You know, uh, they, they died bravely fighting for their country. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't not believe it. I just, you know, it's just a reliable narrator mm-hmm. thing. You I trust like that. that. Conspiracy that's all. Mike. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So this actually was kind of, an amazing moment for me i really loved this is remember the end of season one part of the rebels plans was to hijack a comms tower and broadcast a signal out to all of Lothal to inspire them to fight back against the empire and to do that ezra gives a speech very much inspired by his parents which um we both agreed was a cool speech actually it was very well written and what I really like about this is writer reveals that not only had Ezra's parents heard the broadcast from the prison, which is just sweet on its own, because oh, it's just sweet. It's fallen in their footsteps. But he says that that is what inspired them to do the prison break. So not only did he inspire Lothal, but he re-inspired his parents' passion for fighting back. And in doing so, they saved a ton of people. But the sad thing is, he also inspired the action that led to his parents' death. Murder. (laughs) 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 I found that really touching. I really, really liked that. No, that's nice. Um, So, obviously, this is hard for Ezra to hear. He begins to cry, and Cannon gives him a hug, and consoles him.
1: You know what my favorite insults his you baby
0: <laughs> I, heard that the,
1: I heard that the other day and I was like it's a cool insult
0: uh, baby what, in what context was that
1: uh, I don't know I don't know what it was I don't know how I heard that but I heard someone go don't be a baby and I thought <laughs> what a great insult that's tight ageism
0: yeah reverse ageism <laughs> um so later that night Ezra is out this, I think, was the end of his vision, right? So we saw this in his vision, too, sitting out by himself, looking out on the twin moons, which I didn't realize Lothal had, and I think is a cool
1: touch yeah, that's funny. I wrote it down too that I didn't know they were twin moons,
0: yeah,
1: uh, again, um, another parallel to Luke and Tatooine, and totally even here, the twin binary set theme sunset theme is playing mm. while he's looking at them in a very similar way to a new hope, yeah and he's standing on the on Space Pride
0: Rock. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and this is a good end cap to the episode is he has another vision where he's looking out on the idealized version of Capital City on Lothal. We're not it's not clear whether or not this is a memory or this is just constructed by the force because there was I forgot exactly what they said, but Ezra did say something to Ryder about, like, my parents always said, like, stay strong. Keep your head up. Like, when you get knocked back down, got to get up again. Um, and in this vision, they say that again to him. So is this the time that it was said to him in the past? Or is this a completely new vision where he's connecting his parents? It's very unclear, but I like it.
1: Yeah, I like it, too. And I was thinking it was something new. Yeah. Um, dreamlike. But, you know yeah, through the Force. I mean, because kind of Kanan, his final line, his sentiment is that, you know, people don't die, but are reborn through the Force kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says your parents are always with you. Um, The Jedi don't believe that this life is an end, so hopefully that's some solace for Ezra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like this vision too, because you see Capital City kind of in its idealized version, or in the version it was before the Empire came, and again, another tie to the end of the series, which we're not going to get super into right now. But you know, we see an idealized version of of Lothal at the end of the series, and it looks very much like this. Um, yeah. The other thing is, you know, as I was mentioning, is you know they took a different, a slightly different path with you know it's not a big mystery the entire series, like what's up with Ezra's parents, like are they alive are they dead is the show now the hunt for ezra's parents which they could have very easily done they kind of close the book right now and the question is how does that information change ezra and we see at the very end he is tempted by reuniting with his parents again yeah, um, but, yeah. which you know ezra in the first season in the beginning of the second season up until this point would have absolutely done no matter the consequences but he makes a very different choice which I yeah. like the through lines going all the way through the series. Um, I think it's a really cool touch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And going back to the line, too, I mean, probably because i th- you know, I'm rereading Harry Potter, so I'm, <laughs> all these connections are. I love probably it. Probably why I'm doing this. But I mean, that last line again, that life doesn't cease at death, but yeah. it merely changes forms in the force, and that your parents are always alive inside you, they will be always. It's mm-hmm. such like uh, the ones we love never truly leave us out yeah. of mind. But then Ezra's, I wonder, and I think you're right, like him kind of having to make the decision in the final season about whether to be with his parents or move on. I mean, it's so much like Harry sitting in front of the, the mirror. You know, he could potentially lose himself in a reality mm-hmm. that doesn't actually exist. And, you know, it's if, you know, Dumbledore sentiment of like it does not do to dwell on <laughs> dreams is you know, it seems like such a Jedi, wh- what a Jedi master would say to you, like you know, totally that. Um, but their version is just hope, you know,
0: yeah, so. cool. So that's the end of the episode. Um, the only other note I had was we jumped over in a little bit, but the white loath cat I really like. This is kind of the first, we'll see that as a through line of animals having special connection to the force especially on Lothal and that connection with Ezra which i think is cool so we'll keep an eye out for that um i also wrote that Dave Filoni's totally a wolf shirt kind of guy yeah and it's funny because i like i said that and then i watched rebels recon afterwards and he's wearing a wolf shirt on rebels recon for this episode yeah that makes sense yeah, I think he's actually wearing a Lothwolf shirt, Whoa. which we hadn't seen before. So that's like an Easter egg in Rebels Recon, Whoa. which is kind of wild. That's super cool. <laughs> Did you have any other notes before we close it up?
1: No, no, no other notes. Cool. All right, so Peter, we end the yep. episode the same way every time. I'm sure you yep. remember how. Yep. So On our scale of least favorite thing to most favorite thing in Star Wars, I'm going to say, on my scale, which is most favorite thing currently, the death of Yoda on Dagobah and Return of the <laughs> Jedi. It's really poetic mm-hmm. to me. To the worst thing currently Least favorite, I'll say, being Han Solo got his name from an Imperial <laughs> officer.
0: Don't like... Speaking of which, look up... Everyone should do this. Look up the Honest Trailers for Solo. They really harp on that moment, and it's pretty brilliant. I love Solo, but you got to be able to laugh at what you love. Yeah. You should check it out, because that, that video is spot on.
1: Nice. Um, thanks for interrupting. Uh, <laughs> I will give this episode a Uh. Luke... Talking to Obi-Wan for the first time in Obi-Wan's home on Tatooine about his parents. Mm. I feel the same about that as I do about this. I think it's a successful character moment. Yeah, I think this uh, that, you know, brings in um, like a character's parentage. And I think this is a successful episode that is almost solely devoted to Ezra's character arc and development. And Mm -hmm. I think it works really well. I think this could potentially have been a really boring episode. And I think they do a nice job pulling it off just like they do in a new hope. I think it's subtle enough. Um, I'm going to give this episode just a solid a nice. I think it's needed. I think it's needed to understand the character.
0: Absolutely. What about you? Um, So my scale is from the throne room battle in the last Jedi being my favorite thing currently in star Wars to my least favorite thing being the 1997 jizz song by size Snoodles, Jedi rocks in the special edition. Specifically. I give this episode Romba, the Ewok weeping over his debt, the dead oh. body of his fallen friend Nanta oh, in the cute. battle of Endar in return of the Jedi, because like this episode it made me cry (laughs) um i also i don't have much else that's deeper but i give it an a as well um especially coming out of a bunch of kind of standalone whatever episodes this was i I like that you use the word that this was needed that's spot on yeah i think if i I could get rid of almost 60 percent of
1: the episodes (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I love Rebels, but I yeah. could get rid of, you know, I could cut things down to bare bones and this would be an episode I think you'd have to keep.
0: Absolutely. Um, I also found a note while I was looking up the Ewoks' names. Um, this once unidentified Ewok was often referred to by fans as Corpsey because his or her memorable death scene in Return of the Jedi. That's dark. Very dark. <laughs> um, So um shout out to corpsey shout out let's pour one out for for ezra's parents and why don't we just wrap this one up
1: all right and you know where to find us on social media at rebels rebels pod on twitter and
0: instagram Mm -hmm. um please 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 check us out on itunes and give us a review five stars would be appreciated if you leave a review and you leave a comment with your review we will read it on a bonus episode or a deep dive episode so give us your rating scale give us facts give us just anything you want us to say and we will say it we will do whatever we need to do for them ratings right (laughs) and uh, remember until next
1: time to be brave out there and don't look back don't look that you no